0: Hello, everyone. I'm Laura Kaluger, Senior Editor with CPE, and I'm glad to host another episode of our quarterly podcast series on occupier and investor sentiment in real estate markets around the globe. As you know, this is a podcast series created in partnership with the Royal Institution of Chartered Surveyors in London. According to the organization's first quarter Global Commercial Property Monitor, Real estate sentiment continues to improve in most markets, but the geopolitical context, inflation, and rising interest rates are still dominating the headlines and creating uncertainty. As usual, economist Tarant Parsons is here to reveal all the details. Welcome, Tarant. Hi, Laura. So sentiment among real estate professionals has continued to improve through the first part of the year, as I said. But the rising inflation and the Russian invasion in Ukraine are forcing everyone in the industry across the globe to remain alert. How is the real estate sector viewing these threats? Is COVID nineteen still seen as a challenge?
1: Yeah, I mean, understandably, uh, there is a, a lot of caution amongst our respondents re- regarding the, the potential impact of the the invasion further down the line. I, I think this is not kind of entirely reflected in the survey data, which as you say, strengthened in Q1. But if you were to read through some of the additional comments that are left by our participants, it is clear that they are concerned about what could lie ahead, even if you know the near term or picture um appears to be kind of improving uh, on the whole. I think the main channel that people are concerned about is the effect that this could all have on energy prices, especially given, um you know, we've already seen a dramatic rise in these prices uh, over the past year, and in many industries, uh, construction in particular, really are being hit hard by um, sharply rising kind of input costs. So there is concern in the market. But for now, uh, current demand conditions do appear to have uh, you know whether this or actually improved uh, during q1 when it comes to covid i think on the whole it is not viewed as the number one risk now um, you know there are a few notable exceptions and i'm sure we'll touch on later but generally speaking uh, covid is much less of a concern than in previous quarters
0: For many quarters, the surveys have shown more positive feedback around investor behavior compared to occupiers, but the latest data shows that occupier metrics are finally gaining momentum. Explain how tenant demand differs at a regional level, please.
1: Uh, Yeah, I would say that it it is in the kind of occupier numbers uh, where we've seen the most significant improvement between the the Q1 survey uh, and the feedback that we were getting at the end of last year. That's not to say the investor uh, demand trends haven't strengthened uh, as well, but I think it's particularly kind of pronounced uh, on the occupier side. Uh, with respect to the uh, regional dimensions to this, I think the Americas, or in particular, uh, North America saw, um, I would say, the strongest pickup in momentum during Q1, actually some of the, the best readings, uh, strongest readings that, that we've seen across the region going back a number of years. Uh, the Middle East and Africa is also seeing a strong pickup, albeit that's from a more of a subdued starting point, it must be said, but um, occupied demand really seems to be uh, gaining gaining momentum now. There's also uh, an improvement that's evident across Europe that's in aggregate, although I wouldn't say that was quite as, as prominent uh, as in some other parts of, of the world. But then again, some markets such as the UK um, did post some uh, some some strong survey numbers regarding tenant demand trends in Q1. And then I would just say Asia-Pacific uh, would be the only region that didn't really join in with this improving occupier demand story. The feedback remains generally weaker uh, across uh, that region. Uh, but then again, you know, some individual uh, national markets are bucking that kind of regional aggregate picture Um, and I would point to to India as an example where the recovery really is gaining traction now but but as a whole Asia-Pacific is not quite seeing that that, uh, uplift in in tenant demand.
0: And when it comes to each particular sector, industrial data centres and multifamily are still very popular but the latest feedback shows improvements for office and retail as well which is quite a pleasant surprise. How much have these two sectors rebounded?
1: If this course of the feedback regarding the, the office sector is indicative of a, a much uh, more consistent recovery uh, coming through, a uh, stronger recovery than at any other point since the pandemic started. Now, that doesn't mean that everything is kind of rebounded back towards the, the kind of trajectory that was in place kind of pre-COVID and you know, flexible remote working is here to stay uh, long term. But there's certainly uh, alongside this, we have seen you know, an increase in, in the number of leases being taken out, perhaps in many instances, firms are taking up smaller spaces than would be customary kind of on average before, but, but there is still demand coming back across the office sector, I think particularly across prime office markets in you know with the, the highest quality buildings. For the retail sector, I would say the recovery in, in a lot of markets is at uh, an even earlier stage uh, and it's probably still quite fragile but there are some signs of a turning point in parts of retail at least so if you look kind of anecdotally it's really retail warehouses uh, that, that this is being led by um, mm-hmm. perhaps standard shops as well where footfall is recovering um, as COVID concerns subside but then On the other hand, uh, shopping centres on the whole remain more of a a challenging subsector within retail. So it is mixed, but there are some areas uh, that are improving. Of course, you do need to view this in the right context and retail has fallen a long way over recent years in a lot of cases.
0: Right. How do respondents perceive valuations? Is monetary tightening seen as posing risks?
1: From a global perspective, uh, I think very similar to recent quarters, it is around two thirds of our respondents that feel the market is—you know—still represents fair value. There are some larger markets such as Germany, uh, France, and, and Japan, uh, among others, where a majority of our contributors um, sense commercial real estate is expensive relative to kind of fundamentals there. But uh, that doesn't mean values aren't expected to rise further in some of those markets. Uh, but but you would imagine they could be the areas uh, slightly more vulnerable to uh, a change in investor appetite in a, a higher interest rate environment. So it's not just kind of conventional interest rate hikes uh, from from central banks around the world that, that we're talking about now regarding the outlook for monetary policy. I think in many places, sooner or later, quantitative tightening is going to get underway to so a reversal of, of those QE programmes. Uh, and that will mean that the bond yields uh, in all likelihood will continue to rise and lead to, you know, they could lead to a shift in the narrative around commercial property and its its relative value. Um, But at the moment, the near term outlook appears relatively strong, even if there are many risks that, that need to be considered alongside this.
0: And where do most respondents see their market in the real estate cycle? Are there any noteworthy changes from the previous quarter?
1: I would say very kind of incremental changes uh, that we've seen across uh, this indicator at the global level so uh, the larger share of of contributors uh, feel their market is in some stage of an upturn and there's just been uh, you know a gradual move towards uh, the perception that that some markets are in the the latest stages of an upturn as opposed to you know this pickup in activity just getting underway um but still only 18 percent globally feel that uh, commercial real estate in their area is kind of nearing the peak of the market so it does seem to be um, quite a widespread view that that you know, there's still further to run um, in this kind of expansionary phase um, and that is of course consistent with many other kind of other series that, that we track as well
0: let's talk a bit about how respondents from different regions of the world view the economy now. In Asia-Pacific, the latest results are quite disparate, as you said, with a positive tone in India and Singapore, and the more cautious one in China and Hong Kong. Tell us more about this mixed picture across the APAC region.
1: Yeah, Asia-Pacific is the, the region where there's, you know, there is quite a bit of negativity at, at the headline level, but really most of that is stemming from the the covert situation in china with very strict lockdowns in place across the country for, for much of the quarter a very similar picture to this is also being seen in hong kong although i know restrictions have begun to, to ease now um, there at least so it, i think it's not surprising that we have kind of downbeat sentiment in those uh in those areas given the pressures that the lockdowns place on the economy and you know with china's a zero COVID approach. If they stick with that, um, you may expect more episodes of disruption again going forward, given how you know, transmissible the virus is. So as I mentioned earlier, the COVID backdrop is much less of concern across many parts of the world, but obviously that isn't the case at all for China. It's arguably you know, one of the, the more challenging periods that, that's been seen there throughout the entire pandemic. But you know, aside from that, There are some nations, as you mentioned within Asia Pacific, which stand in contrast to the regional averages. Obviously, China has such a significant bearing on the regional aggregates given its its size. But um, you you can pull out some examples such as India, Australia and Singapore, um, where there has been some strengthening in the latest results uh, and uh, demand conditions do appear to be kind of improving now.
0: In Europe, momentum has improved across most markets, but there are several reasons of concern. How are respondents perceiving the European economy? What are their expectations in terms of rental growth across the different asset types?
1: for europe although the the headline metrics we track have inched i think a little bit higher i would say the scale of that improvement is less pronounced than perhaps elsewhere in the world Um, although headline rental projections are very much positive so the industrial sector uh, remains a strong performer and prime office rents are also seen picking up as well Um, stronger outlook in that 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 market compared to around this time last year certainly uh, and you can pick out some areas such as the UK, which which really have seen an all-round improvement in latest results as well. I think what, what seems to be something of, of uh, a drag or weighing down uh, Europe as a whole, um, in, in the latest feedback, is Germany, uh, and trends there were, were much flatter or kind of unchanged this time, uh, although still positive in some re- some respects. And, and I think the impacts uh, or the risks around the war, um, you know, a, a, and energy supply are creating a lot of caution in Germany. At least 25% of Germany's energy is imported from Russia, if not more. So right. I think while concerns over the war and the impact on inflation are evident of everywhere when it comes to the comments left by respondents it's not yet filtered through into the results but this could be what's holding germany back and obviously germany is a you know such a significant market in europe i think that's weighing on the headline european statistics which may otherwise have seen a more uh, noticeable pickup during q1
0: what's the situation in the middle east and africa how do respondents view the the 12-month outlook
1: yeah, the Middle East and Africa uh, continues to to, to improve. A headline commercial, um, commercial property sentiment index uh, actually hit a record high across the region. Um, although that maybe that's more a reflection of you know how difficult conditions have been throughout much of that stretch. But but clearly we've seen a consistent, uh, consistent, uh, recovery story in recent quarters, and I think that's that's quite nicely demonstrated by by looking at the share of our respondents that they view the market to be, um turning up or, or expanding uh, which has risen to uh, above 60 percent now from 38 uh, percent this time last year kind of within uh, within the region uh, saudi arabia comes through as uh, you know a particularly strong market in terms of momentum uh, same could also be said now for uh, the uae we're seeing widespread uh, occupier uh, and investor demand growth uh, and that's expected to translate into kind of across the board rental and capital value growth in the years to come. So office, industrial and retail assets, all of those are expected to see an increase in values.
0: Market conditions are also strengthening in North America, as you previously mentioned. How much have the most recent geopolitical events impacted respondents' views in in this region?
1: Mm, Yeah, North America stands out as now at this point, clearly having some of the the strongest momentum worldwide. So the, the headline occupier and and investment sentiment indices that we produce are are actually at seven year highs in the United States Uh, and and demand growth is being reported, strong demand growth is being reported across each of the kind of traditional sectors, so office, industrial and retail. And then also, if you look at Canada, the market seems to have gained uh, quite a lot of impetus uh, through the early part of the year and now uh, capital value expectations and rental growth expectations are uh, comfortably positive. Uh, across all of the sectors that we covered so that's a real area of strength it seems in in north america Um, so at at this point you know simply based on those trends geopolitical events um, don't appear to have had much of an influence uh, on the market itself or conditions up until now although it is still uh, you know everything going on is still a worry that that's highlighted more anecdotally
0: Looking at the sector level in the US, what are respondents' expectations in terms of rental growth going forward?
1: Yeah, so, so rental growth projections uh, are actually almost in, in double-digit territory across uh, the prime industrial sector um, and, and expectations have actually been revised higher um, in, in latest results. Um, the rental output is also Um, now comfortably positive for for prime office markets um, across the U.S. in in aggregate, although uh, still a little bit more subdued when it comes to secondary. Uh, And now prime prime retail uh, space is also now seemingly uh, at a a turning point, Um, you know, it's turned a corner, uh, although these projections are still modestly positive. They are at least in positive territory. And then we have sectors such as multifamily, data centers, student housing, and hotels now as well, all of which uh, show or or display a very firmly positive outlook uh, for rental growth over the year ahead.
0: What should we expect going forward? It seems that we're once again going through some tough times with geopolitical conditions creating uncertainty and and interest rates rising and inflation putting pressure on the commercial real estate industry. People have uh, talked about a worldwide recession. Is, is is such a thing around the corner?
1: Well, there there are a lot of, a lot of reasons to be um, you know, quite concerned about the near term prospects for the global economy. I think high inflation and, in particular, with energy and kind of utility costs rising at such a sharp rate, it is going to place kind of significant pressure on household budgets and um, consumer spending is going to to suffer through the rest of this year and into 2023, it seems. So at this point, I don't think it would be enough to cause uh, you know, an outright recession, at least not globally, but, but forecasts are being cut now from the likes of, of the OMF, uh, the IMF, uh, for instance. So I'd expect growth projections to be actually further trimmed over the coming months, consistent with you know, quite a marked slowdown in momentum. Uh, through the rest of 2022 and i think expectations for for next year will likely be uh, reduced as well so a slowdown in in growth rather than anything more uh, severe as it stands but but the risks uh, very much are skewed to the downside
0: turban thank you very much for sharing all these insights thank you thank you all for listening and don't forget to follow cpe's podcasts on apple Podcasts and spotify